loving, love living. I developed a deep appreciation for universal love very early in my life. Raised Christian Reformed, a Calvinist church somewhat to the right of Presbyterian, I found in its walls, in Sunday school, etc., a love for all in the message of Jesus. And later in life, I found it again in the teachings of yogis and shamans and mystics, priests, nuns, the sages of life I encountered. I met Unitarian Universalism in 1992, and when I stepped into my new congregation in Davenport, Iowa, I moved quickly toward a deep love and respect for the people attending that church. Unitarian Universalists, I love you. I arrive with a deep love for you, each and every one of you, for who you are and who you dream to be. Now, some are confused by this word love, and I turn to Eknath Ishwaran, an Indian sage who died in 1991. He wrote, when we use the word love, let us use it very carefully, in the deeply spiritual sense. Where to love is to know, to love is to act. If you really love, from the depths of your consciousness, that love gives you a native wisdom. You perceive the needs of others intuitively and clearly with detachment from spiritual desires. You know how to act creatively to meet those needs, dexterously surmounting any obstacle that comes in the way. Such is the immense driving power of love. This is the love I hope and pray I bring with me into this interim ministry. It's the love I refer to in the tagline following my signature, the love lifted up in today's title, Live Loving, Love Living. Okay, so this is an introduction. And let me tell you that my call to ministry came in my childhood, but my early ministerial plans were undone by my skepticism of the faith in which I was raised. It took my introduction to Unitarian Universalism in 1992, and then an unexpected conversation with my eighth grade teacher, Evie Stravers, may peace be with her, to bring me to reconsider ministry. Mrs. Stravers and I met at a party. I did not think, did not imagine that she would be at that party. But her son and grandson were in the band. It was a party. In our brief conversation together, she asked me if I was doing all that I could with my life. Big question, huh? Are you doing all you can? And then she reminded me that she thought I would make a good attorney. 
that none of her students had asked the questions I did, and that I had some pretty good questions. I may never have considered ministry if I had not met Mrs. Strobers that night. Our chat set the wheels of my head spinning. I decided against becoming an attorney. <laughs> but I went back to school to study for ministry. Now, Mrs. Strobers had been my teacher in a Christian school. My father was the principal. That's one you know. When my youthful skepticism welled up within me, when junior high was pretty full bore, she reminded me that the message of Jesus was about love. And that orientation toward love, I've also found, and I've said it before, in the yogis, the shamans, the mystics, the priests, the nuns, the gurus, the spiritual guides, the sources of my study, because for some reason, religion intrigued me. I didn't like the one in which I was raised, yet there was something about faith that called to me. The call to ministry has led me now to North Lake UU in an interim ministry with a congregation entering a transitional phase. Now transitions are time of repair, times of healing. And my arrival here occurs as many feel a loss. Although many UU ministers hope for the move your former minister has made, the loss felt here remains. The sources of loss may vary. From what I have heard, the grief over what is now past clings to some like a shroud to some. Mavlana Rumi speaks of the losses that afflict humans in these words. Before a flower can open in the rose garden, Thousands of thorns come to pierce it. Although the soul has only received grief, love has made her turn away from the world. Look for the ecstasy of a lover of all that is. All the joys of this world lie at its feet. It is in quiet, and in meditation that sometimes we gather ourselves. It is in a moment of silence and reflection that our hearts turn away from the thorns and find within the power of love and the joys love will bring. I'd like to step away now and invite you into a moment of meditation. As we enter this meditation, I ask that you think of your heart as something that in many cases is as red as your heart, a rose. 
Think of this rose within your heart as we go through the steps of centering ourselves. And in a few minutes, we will invite this rose to open. Please take a deep breath, filling your lungs, and then letting go of the tension. And another cleansing breath. And again, let go. One more cleansing breath. Deep, full, and let go. As you draw your next breath in, direct it to your heart. Feel that heart at the center of you. Begin to fill with the breath of life. Allow this breath to nurture that yet as yet constricted rose in your heart. With each breath, allow that rose to slowly unfurl. There is a love within us deep love that grows in our hearts. It is a love we can extend out to others. Carefully sometimes, yes. Cautiously as well. But yet it is there. And in this place, we allow that love to open with each other. In this place, we find those who have joined with us on this journey. In this place, we allow the rose in our heart to steadily open till it no longer fills the cavity in which it is located. until it fights off the brambles and the pricklers and unleashes its life within. Allow this rose to spread, to open fully inside you. Feeling there the deep love you hold in yourself and that you have felt 
in this company of angels, spirits, and human beings. Turn your focus to this room. Just as North Lake has entered a time of interim transition and setting the course, I must remind you that my ways of doing things may be unlike ways you have experienced before. I have not earned a doctoral degree. I am not like your former minister. I could not do what she did, even if I were to try to do so. But I will bring all the care and the concern and the spirit you might expect of an interim minister or a settled minister to this congregation. You might already note that this transitional phase will involve a shift in focus. We will turn toward a great spirit of attention on love and belovedness here because it has been my observation in every Unitarian church that I have walked into that is growing and expanding and feeding the souls of the people in the area, there is within them a deep sense of belovedness. Visitors feel it when they walk through the doors of these churches. Something ephemeral is floating in the air. Now one place where I found that sense of belovedness is in the Sufi community. Shirley and I took advantage of an offer to join a dialogue-based tour of Turkey in 2014. The offer we received was the result of some interfaith work and it was subsidized, which is why we decided to go. <laughs> we had no sooner arrived there, having our first meal, and it was Ramadan, and it was a special place we had to go to for a meal during the day, and I bumped into several Americans who told me about their film on a Sufi teacher, Fatula Gulan. That film, named Love is a Verb, features Gulan, a teacher of love, justice, and appreciation of Western society, who has become so despised by the current Turkish leader that his name for Gulan has become the infidel in Pennsylvania. That is the Gulan of which I'm speaking. The filmmakers offered a counterpoint to these infidel charges. Love or a beloved community, they told me, cannot be ordered. Put simply, you cannot call up Uber or Yellow Cab and say, send us over some love. Love takes doing. It's a participation event. 
And love has led Sufis, whose name means simple, to love and accept everyone. Kind of like Unitarian Universalism hopes to be, but I hope sometimes we are. As Rumi, the founder of the Sufis, once wrote, whoever you may be, come. Even though you may be an infidel, a pagan, or a fire worshiper, come. Our brotherhood is not one of despair. Even though you have broken your vows of repentance a thousand times, come. We had the chance in Turkey to go see Rumi's tomb and his site for teaching. It's located in Konya. Our feet traversed the spot where love took on such deep roots that its spirit of loving just for the sake of and the benefit of loving remains in place today. And, but the night after that special visit to Konya, and it was very special, we were invited to join several Kayseri residents for a Ramadan meal. Their just-after-sunset dinner table was loaded with their favorite Turkish foods, and during the meal, the man next to me invited me to open my mouth, and he carefully placed one of their delicacies on my tongue. I haven't had that happen before. Through the meal, they shared their stories, and one of them was their praise for one man at the table, someone who, they told us, had piloted a hot air balloon, enjoyed skydiving, had gone scuba diving, hiked in the summer, skied in the winter, slalom courses too, went parasailing, and had once taken a plunge in a submarine. In other words, if he could do it, he tried it. After dining, we gathered on the porch and discovered that three of the people there on that porch had sent $250,000 a year to Gulan's movement. Why? They loved his movement. It meant something to them. They wanted to support the movement in which they participated. And the adventurer we had heard about was one of those large contributors. Also, I think, a man who helped pay for our tour of Turkey. On the long flight home from Istanbul, I thought again about the fiscal and recreational life of our Sufi host. My first summary of what I had experienced was something like, loves this life, lives with loving, and then loves to live, lives to love, and after several other formulations and wrestlings with it and a Moments of consideration, I settled on live loving, love living. An approach to life, a zeitgeist, if you will, fit for a Sufi, fit for you and I. During these last few years, Unitarian Universalists have begun to feature messages on a monthly theme. North Lake's August theme is awe, and one of my most awesome times was that trip to Turkey. As for our faith, one of its most awesome components is the way you use and Northlake you use promote social justice and equity in our society. I'm fully with you on this. 
I come from a place where I am known on the streets. But there is more than just social justice that connects us, my friends. Each one of us is an individual. We all have our individual and our relational concerns in life, particularly in the time in which we are living. And this is a difficult time. During this coming year, you will hear from me three separate yet connected messages each month. The first will be a spiritual inquiry on the monthly theme, often drawing from the religions of the world to complement that spiritual journey. This will be followed by a message on right relations and right relationship, how we be with each other, and one on social justice. This interim ministry begins with the call of love, and we are still answering that call today. One of the speakers during the June General Assembly of UU congregations was Jason Shelton, author of the song Standing on the Side of Love, and Jason wanted to share with us that some people had expressed their disappointment in his song because they were not able to stand, others because of the word side, and he had, he told us, heard them. And he encouraged us to do what he did, with apologies to those who already have the shirts. He encouraged us to change the words of the song to answering the call of love. The call of love resonates with me. The call of love resonates within this religious community. The call of love spoke to me through my eighth grade teacher. The call of love is strong and successful growing UU congregations. The call of love appears too in vows of repentance. The ways we make and accept apologies for even the best of intentions can fall short of the mark and we all are human. Yet I am hopeful. Hopeful because of you. Hopeful because of all North Lake UU has already done. Hopeful because of all you intend to be and to become. Hopeful because of the path of an even greater love. Hopeful because of the tools available to help us grow in this faith. For those who were here at 1025, you saw two signs on the screen in Konya with words you may not have deciphered. The sign attracted me right away. What it means is either exist as you are or be as you wish. May it be that you will be as you wish. May the love in your hearts find love in the hearts of those around you. Blessed be.
Namaste. Amen. And Ashe.